When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Ashton. Welcome back, Ashton. I'm back. Did and I'm you another year have older. a lovely birthday? Yes, I did. Good. Good. Uh, busy week seeing all my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for some reason, the minute I left Leicester, everyone moved to Leicester. So I've got like really? loads of friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They've literally just moved to Leicester. Huh. And I was like, Cool. So we had to like go around all the little towns around Leicester. You got to do all your social Leicester duties and be like, "Haven't seen you in ages. How are you? Couple people are pregnant. That's weird. Not trying to manifest that what energy they, in my life." What are they life. doing, huh? Weird. Getting pregnant. Don't stuff. like it. Um. So yeah, I had a good time. I spent all the day on mm-hmm. my birthday building a Lego tool neck. I saw that. That was very cool. Yeah, my boyfriend got it for me for my birthday, and um, he got it to me. I opened it at, like ten a.m. Mm. and I sat quietly yeah he was like this is the most quiet i was gonna I've say that does not sound like you. you at all i sat quietly building this lego and watching ted lasso until 3 p.m when they were when we were like we have to go out now like we're that going out like a dinner. fantastic and day. he was like if i'd known it was this easy to keep you like just quiet buy and you lego sets i would have bought you lego months ago is it just because it's an aloy lego set and that was part i of don't it? know i think i just was really enjoying just building okay. the lego and following the instructions and then we got back from like escape room cocktails dinner mm-hmm. and i put my jamas back on and continued building lego until i finished it at like 11 wow and he was like what is happening this is weird that sounds like a fantastic day good, yeah and i'm glad that ben bought you that mm. because when i was trying to come up with ideas for something to buy you as like a group present like to present on the podcast mm-hmm. and stuff i thought well the lego tall neck is an option or I could email James Chepesky. <laughs> and, and you made the Fortunately, right James came through in the end. And I got uh, both. So you, and good. you ended up getting both. Can you imagine if you had two tall necks? Oh my God, I would have God, spent been embarrassing, two days wouldn't it? quiet. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a lovely birthday. I did. Uh, Peter's obviously still on honeymoon plops honeymoon currently. Plops. Yeah. Uh, so we hope he's having a fantastic time. He should be back next week. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. But this week, it's just the two of us. And we are going to do a video game podcast. That's what we're going to do. I broke down on the A1. I don't know if you, you knew yeah. about this. How yeah. was that? Was that fun? That was kind of rubbish. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was driving back from the south. Mm-hmm. I was about an hour and 40 minutes away from Newcastle. And uh, my right rear wheel locked up. 
and just started making big squealy noises and smoke was coming out of it. And I left a big was this old on tire the, on the A1. Yeah, oh, I left a big old tire track uh, on the on the floor and uh, and had to sort of like go off onto the hard shoulder. But it wasn't really the hard shoulder as it transpired. It was just the end of a slip road onto the A1. Uh, so I I hopped out, hopped over the the barrier, uh, called. I have RAC cover. Yeah, they came out pretty fast actually, which was great. But I got my high-vis jacket on. Mm -hmm. I was all safe. I hopped over the barrier, put my hazards on on the car. Then I discovered that uh, the small bit of embankment on the other side of the barrier was home to several very angry ants. Oh, no. And uh, my standing there was waking them up. And then I would have to sort of stamp to get them off. My, they were all over my shoes. Oh, no. And I was having to stamp to get them off, which was making more of them. There was nowhere <laughs> to go, basically. And then the wasps were like, Wow, look at this big flower. Yeah. Love this big him. yellow With jacket. Big, nice he looks delicious. Jacket. So I'm just going to get right up in this. So I had to yeah. take the Ivis <laughs> jacket off. Then the RAC man came. Uh, he And you were like, help me. I'm half anthill. I'm, I'm being attacked by every insect. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And also I've broken down. So he reversed up the slip road for me. Then uh, I basically had to wait to be rescued by a tow truck that drove me back up to Newcastle. It took me about eight hours to get home oh, in the end. No. Uh, so that was a long day. But that was interesting. That yeah. was an interesting one for sure. Uh, didn't get a chance to play any games that day, weirdly. Um, busy. Busy day. Being you know. stuck on the A1. It's great. It's been Nightmare. an exciting week. Yeah. Um, but it is now time to talk about video games. Enough of that nonsense. Enough of that nonsense. Who cares? It's video game time. Yeah. Uh, each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Ashton, I believe you have the ad read in front of you right now. I do. Fresh off the presses. Fresh. This one. As also oh, oh, uh, Hot. Spicy. Ah, so hot. Um, as of yesterday at time of recording... There was a little thing in my world you might know as a Pokemon Direct. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Because I tuned in. I was like, oh, the Pokemon Direct's on. And they said, yeah. thank you for coming. Thank you for and watching. <laughs> it ended. Bye. That was it. Yeah. So during that, you may have noticed that they talked about the new Pokemon games that are mm. coming out. Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet. Yes. And they showed us some new Pokemans, mm. including mm. a little bread dog. Yes. A little bread dog called Fido. Fido, but how's Fido, do, do spelled? D-O-U-G-H, like, like bread. bread. <laughs> it's, it's clever, isn't it? it? They're not running out of steam. No, so don't, no, no. You, don't you dare say that. Well, this one, um, they've actually, they haven't announced this one yet. So this is a new Pokemon that's going to be in Scarlet and Violet. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Quassant. Yes. Spelt like croissant. Okay, so is that like... C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T. It's a little ant that's made of like pastry. Mm. The croissant. Very nice. Yeah. Or as the Americans would pronounce it, croissant. Croissant, Croissant. Yes. You've got to it's put true. the emphasis on and the second the part French of the word. There's a, a bug in here. It's come there is back. a bug in here. It's, maybe I brought it with yeah. me. And as the French would pronounce it, croissant. <laughs> yeah, that is what they say. Yeah, croissant. Croissant. What is French for ant? Don't even bug. don't even bother telling us because I don't really care. I, I'm I'll not Google going it. No, I could Google it right now. See yeah. if I can assemble some kind of pun. But that would be a waste because this isn't a pun. No, is it? it's, it's real. real. Yeah, it's a real. Real Quas sponsor. Ant is going to be in the new Pokemans. So are we sponsored by 
Croissant. Croissant. Yeah. We are. Okay. Nintendo have contacted us and said, hey, we want you to announce the new Pokemon. Yes. It's going to be in Scarlet and Violet. Mm Mm-hmm. The croissant. The quas. The quas. <laughs> spelled Q W A S. The croissant. Croissants. Rather than the croissant. 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 They. It's a really good one. Yeah, almost uh, like as good as Fido. Yeah, a better. Better. Almost, I yeah. think. It's not real, What? Though. Come on. I mean, it might be. We haven't seen all the Pokemon. That's true. Quasant. It's as likely as a Fido is, Quasant is, is possibly more likely to be in the next Bugsnax game. That's true. And Fido, actually. It may be already in. Quasant? There's some. There's got to be some ants. I can't remember. There it's been a while since I've played Bugsnax. I haven't played the Big is. Snacks one either. Oh, I have. Did it have croissant in no, it? No, it didn't. Okay, didn't. that's a shame. Well, that's that's really, you know what? That's really disappointing. Yeah, I'm disappointed uh, that I made it up and they haven't thought of it. But yet. it's so clever that they should really have thought of it because yeah. you know it's their jobs. They should maybe really. if everyone at Nintendo and says we want the croissant. Yeah, give us the quas hashtag quas justice for croissant. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by Quasant. We no. are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast and we've got loads of other tiers available, loads of other amazing rewards. Thank you so much for all of you who've supported us and also very quickly, thank you to everyone who bought a Kiss Me, I'm Barbara shirt. They're officially mm. no longer for sale. I think we sold nearly or about the same amount of shirts as we did for the Cats Protection shirt. <laughs> Okay. Which I think is a resounding success. As I say, is that a good so thing people or a bad care thing? as much about the welfare of cats yes. as they do about people potentially kissing them because they're Barbara. Yes. Which is, I think, equitable. Yeah. Those are two so. things that you should care about. Yeah, these two things are the same. They are the same. Yes. That's what the that's what the science says. Yep. That we have the data to prove the it. Correlation so, means they're the same. Absolutely. The Venn diagram of people who care about cats and no, actually that it doesn't mean um, that they're related. Me, I'm Babs. It's a circle. It's just a circle. I don't even know that it's related. More information required. Maybe we'll sell another shirt to work out if people yeah. care just as much about that. I don't know. Regardless, thank you for buying one. They should be with you very soon. They'll be shipping soon. And I'll put one to one side for you yes. as well so you can have one. Uh, right. It's time for question one, please. It is. This one comes from Michael Milan. Hello, BAP. Hello. The spe- and special congratulations to Peter. We'll pass those on. Congratulations, Peter. Congratulations, Peter. He, I'm sure he yeah. He's in Scotland. Um, a seb, a subgenre I've always been delighted by is the pinball platformer, as seen in games like Yoku's Island Express and Sonic Spinball. Unfortunately, this genre is wildly underrepresented. Do you have any odd genres or subgenres that game of games that you'd like to see more of? Something experimental a game did you'd like to see tried more often? Peace and love. Kiss, kiss. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. I forgot to go first to when Peter's Yeah, there. Peter's not here. Um, I don't have any like odd genre and I haven't really answered the question. I've just changed it to my own way. I would like there to be more life simulator games like The Sims because mm. I think if there is more of them, The Sims will stop being so bad <laughs> at Competition. out. And also I think there's a lot that The Sims doesn't do that I think a lot of other games could do there's a game called Paralives that's coming out there everyone's very excited about what's it called Paralives Paralives yeah okay I've talked about it before it's very similar to like the Sims vibe but like Mm. everything just seems to be done a lot better okay so um I'm quite excited about that Mm. but I think there needs to be more because there's like 
obviously you get the kind of sims that are like lawnmower sim and like we got one through on Keymelius that was like arcade simulator or something yeah yeah where you can build your own arcade yeah, yeah. um and there's like all kinds of things but there's none that really like echo the same vibe as like the sims does mm. and i just think that it'd be good for everyone really if there was more out there yeah like i say because i'm gonna talk about it later on when i get to my weird news because this week they've been doing some really weird they've, stuff. they've really done something um, haven't they? but they are kind of not doing so good right now with everything that they announce and put out is kind of just not hitting the spot like it should do um i don't know if it's because they're working on sims 5 and they're just like spaffing out sims 4 content <laughs> there's got to like, be a better word <laughs> to like you know keep everyone occupied but um i would like more life simulators please if you're watching anyone else that's not ea that would be great thank you yeah i'm surprised no one's made moves in that space or even the pit what's the guy called the guy who created The Sims. I think he's long since left Maxis. And like, I'm surprised remember. he's not done anything similar to that game. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember his name. Someone, no, someone let us know in the comments. But either, either way, I feel like there's there's a lot of healthy room for mm. innovation, uh, particularly perhaps uh, a live sim game aimed more at adults. And I'm not just talking about like a sexy game. I just mm. mean like perhaps it's a bit more mature yeah. and a bit more realistic to to the, the the trials and tribulations of, of adult life that's true you have to pay taxes got to pay taxes on time and your council your council tax do you think oh look, look how much money i've got this month nope the council wants some of it sucks for you mate sorry about it oh cost of living crisis ha <laughs> turns you... out your country has decided to leave brexit yeah. so Ooh. a lower pack is expensive now <laughs> sorry that butter you, you like tried to make toast and it cost you 75 pounds sorry about it you were used to it. visiting a friend and then you broke down on the way home. Mm. So you're just left staring at this empty house, waiting, just fast forwarding through time for the sim yeah. to arrive back home. You don't know yeah. when he's going to come back. And eventually a tow truck shows up and he's really cross. Yeah. And he just goes straight to bed. So angry. Or like your estate agent says you have to move out this month. You don't have a choice. Get out. Find somewhere new to live. Guess you better find guess somewhere be new. And huh? guess what? Everyone's trying to find somewhere to live. Yeah. So good luck. Yeah. I would, I would actually. I don't I think I would play, play that. Game. <laughs> that. That game sounds terrible. I, I hate don't that want game. to play that game. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of space there is for people space. to play, and no one's doing it. It's mm. a shame. Is that your? Yeah. That's your guy. Uh, I I was struggling to think of a subgenre because I feel like what I would have chosen at one point in time would have been Soulsborne games, mm. but they're now extremely Everywhere. popular, and you see elements of them in every game. Not every game, but a lot of games, you know, their influence is wide reaching now. And of course, there are lots of imitators, in my opinion, imitators, your Neos, your, uh, is it The Surge? I can't remember. Basically, anything that I've played that claims to be a Soulsborne title, mm. I've not been able to get into because it's like, why would I have, why would I have Tesco's own? Dark Souls. We have we have McDonald's. It's very much we have Dark Souls at home, yeah. and I d I just can't. I don't mean to say that those games have nothing to offer, but whenever I've tried to play them, it's just I've been like, I just why would I subject myself to this when I could just play the real thing? Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, anyway, so that's what I would have said at one time, but then I realized I really actually very much like chilled uh, walking sim games. So the likes of Dear Esther, Gone Home, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Mm -hmm. uh, Edith Finch to an extent, but, yeah. but that's got quite a lot of gameplay variety. So while it is strictly speaking a walking sim, it's, you know, it sort of straddles some yeah. some other lanes as well. 
I don't feel like enough of those games are released. I'm sure a lot of them come out on PC and Steam, but there are few that are critically acclaimed and there are even fewer that end up actually coming to console, which mm-hmm. is where I would prefer to play them. Uh, so I d- every so often I love to play a walking sim where it's just sort of ambient. It's There's almost a kind of spooky, oppressive atmosphere where there's usually in these games, there's no NPCs at all. You're, mm-hmm. in, you're somewhere deserted, but there's always something in the back of my mind thinking, what if they just put something in to just mess with me? Yeah. Like you just see like a silhouette. You're like, what's that? Or something moves. And I think that does happen in Dear Esther. And it's mm-hmm. like, that, that's not okay. You're not allowed to do that because I can't even run. I no. can only walk. Um, My speed is slow and I yeah. cannot move fast. I love games like that where you're trying to piece together what's happened after the fact, but it's not it's it's not the kind of game where you have to then go and look at weird theory videos on YouTube because it was too abstract. Like I want it to tell a story that I, I can comprehend. Mm. Um but I also want there to be an element of mystery and, and I just want it to be intriguing. And I, I really like games like those uh, like those. and I haven't played one for years. I yeah. feel like they're just, they just do not come out very often, uh, which is a shame. I would like more of those, please. Uh, but in terms of like a feature that I like to see, I'd like to see more of, it's when more heavy games tonally mm. give you moments of levity. So like yeah. uh, there's a bit in The Last of Us where you get to do a thing, which they've just straight up spoiled in, in a trailer for the for the remake with, with the giraffe. Oh, yeah. Um, they've just like, this is a big moment from the game. Here, here it is. Well, the nice moment in Last of Us 2 where space. Space is good. Yeah, the space bit is good. Moments like that. Um, the example I've also got here is Final Fantasy VII. There's the gold, uh, the golden saucer or the gold saucer, uh, which is basically a big theme park. Mm. And you get to go there a couple of times for the story. But later on, you can go anytime you want. And I remember as a kid saving up to buy because you have to pay to get in. Right. And you can also pay a lot of money to get a season pass. Ah. And I bought a season ticket so I could go to the Golden Source whenever I wanted and I could play the arcade games and I could wander around. It's got lovely music. And I was like, that's nice. I like it mm. when games are just, you know, you're part of this world. And while the world is buggered, there are also people going about There's their nice lives and they too. need distractions. And, yeah. you know, I like that. So, uh, yeah, those, those are good too. I thought of another one while you were talking. Yes. Uh, I would really like there to be more puzzle games that are kind of similar vein, similar vein even mm. to the likes of Superliminal and Portal and that kind of thing. There's not that many of them. I find that I really enjoy those kind of games. And after I played a few of them, I was like, oh, I've run out now. Uh, I haven't got any more physics-based puzzle games mm. to play. And I really like them. And I just think there should be more of them. I know they're quite probably quite difficult to make because you have to think of all the puzzles and mm-hmm. you have to be smart enough to do the puzzles. But as a yeah. girl who likes the old the odd puzzle, I would like more of them, please. You have to do clever and funny writing as well. Yeah, exactly. Keep us occupied. I think people have done fan mods of Portal yeah. to like add new chambers in. Well, there's stuff. definitely like loads of ones you can download and stuff. But um, mm. obviously it's the same issue with like a lot of things where there's fan-made stuff is you don't know which ones are good and which ones are bad until you play them Mm -hmm. and then obviously you might get stuck yeah i tried the like super so someone made like a super hard level in portal 2 like fan-made ones Mm -hmm. and it's really hard i know that was the name on the on the tin i couldn't get past the first (laughs) chamber i was baffled by it (laughs) so yeah Maybe I am just a bit too stupid for extra hard ones. Or maybe or that maybe just goes to hard. show how well balanced and uh, tested the the Portal games were. That is true. In that they managed to straddle that that difficulty. Yeah. 
made you feel clever, but weren't impossible. That's true. So, you know, yeah. I could make an impossible portal level. Just That's fill true. it with surfaces that you can't shoot portals on. Yeah. Damn you it. know, doesn't take a genius to do that now, <laughs> does it? So, it's time to move on, isn't it? Is. It is. It's um, time for a new segment. You missed actually a new segment last week. Oh, and you, you must tried have been it gutted. with Cat uh, and James. Uh, yes. Yeah. And they did really well at it, actually. Oh, okay. Um, Peter, though, is going to be kicking himself. He's missing yeah. this, this week. Um, he will be. What's it called? It's called uh, What We Play In. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Ashton, you've had a week off. I have. Which I assume just means that you were playing video games every day. It was, it, uh, no. Actually, I was. What? I was busy. How? Uh, but I did Building play. Building Tornex. <laughs> building Legos. I did play two games. Mm-hmm. I played the first bit of Resident Evil 5 with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. We downloaded it on our PlayStations, um, but we only have one PlayStation 5 and one PlayStation 4 and only one TV at home. So um, we had to play on a little monitor that we brought oh, down from no. upstairs. But that was okay. We only played for like a couple hours and then uh, we didn't have any time to play for the rest of the week. But what we did play, quite a lot of, weirdly, was Space Liners of the Far Out on Xbox Game Pass. Space Liners of the Far Out? Yeah, basically, okay. it's this game where you own a or you work for a space liner company which is like an airline company but through space right and you have to navigate through various routes to get up to i think it's like epsilon five or you know some various space name um and it gets harder and harder as you go but you've got to like make sure that the passengers are happy Mm. you've got to make sure that they're fed and if they need a wee you stop at a toilet stop um, and you've got to make sure you're not crashing into asteroids and stuff. Okay. And it's really actually quite hard. Me and them are playing it, and we didn't ever make it all the way through to the end. Is it a bit like Overcooked? Yeah, kind of, but actually a bit more difficult than that because Ben was saying that um, in Overcooked, you didn't hate the customer. Mm. You know, you just you put the food out and they ate it. Yeah. In this game... You hate everyone that's on the airplane. Right. They wander around, they get in the way, Mm -hmm. and if you pick them up and move them somewhere else, they get annoyed. Okay. If they get too hungry, they get annoyed. And if they get really angry, they just start breaking things with a wrench. And it was like, please stop. So we were like just desperately trying to get through this area where like we had like 12 passengers. We just needed to get to the bank to insure our ship so that we would be able to use it the next time that we, if we died, we'd get it back. Wow, you have to go to the bank. Yeah, you have to insure your ship. Blimey. But uh, we didn't make it because we kept getting shut down by the health inspector because one person would poo their pants because we couldn't find the <laughs> toilet quick enough. Yeah. And because they stunk, they made other people sick. And if people are sick, they'd yeah. be sick on the floor, which makes other people sick. Yeah. And if there's too much sick on the floor, the health inspector shuts you down. <laughs> So we kept getting shot down. Sometimes we got hit by like a big asteroid and died. And wow. Couldn't avoid it. Like it was so hard that we both were like, let's, we need to stop playing this game. It's too hard. And that's with two of us. You can play it single player, which I think would be an absolute nightmare. Jesus. But okay. uh, you can also play it up to four players. Maybe it's easier with those four of you in there because you can actually like all take on the role of like one thing. Yeah. But my God, it was hard. So I played that. <sighs> Um, Sounds stressful. It was stressful. But then on the other hand, Mm. what I played since I got back, I finished off Stray. So I had like got to the point where I was like maybe half an hour from finishing it to an hour before Peter's wedding. And then I haven't had the opportunity to play it 
for a week and a half. Yeah. So I was really excited to finish it. And when I sat down to play, like, right, let's keep playing. I finished it really quickly. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I've done it. I, I finished it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What did you I think? really like that game. I think it's really good. Mm -hmm. Made me do a little, I did a little cry at the end. Did you? Yeah. Oh. It was quite, it was a bit sad. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I need to go back and like get a bunch of the trophies and stuff. I'm playing it through on stream and uh, I'm getting more trophies on Steam on stream than I have done in my own playthrough. Really? So I need okay. to go back and do some stuff to to re like get all the trophies and stuff. Um, and I also played on Tuesday. I was off sick because I wasn't feeling very well. And I played all day power washing simulator right okay so i've heard like, about this for like seven hours wow that's yeah. a lot of how was it then good it or was all right yeah rubbish i hated it it wasn't as good <laughs> as house hours. it's not as good as house flipper yeah so but it's only because i think i mean i did enjoy it and obviously like i turned my brain off i think but i just put like tv show on my phone next to me hmm. and then played power washing sim all day but yeah. i i think i did enjoy it it's basically you just like get various different places. So there's like somewhere it's like a full house, mm -hmm. somewhere it's just like um, a golf cart. You just go around with your power washer, yeah. wash everything off. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. And everything is like covered in grime. But sometimes it's hard to know like what is still dirty and what's not or where the dirt is. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just need to get like most of it clean and it'll like count it off. Right. But yeah, I played a lot of that and I did enjoy it. I do want to play some more now. So nice. Yeah, that's You're going to clean everything. You're going to get a power washer in real life? Yeah, well, maybe I need one because my estate agent's like, make sure you clean that house properly before you move out. So if I get a power washer, I could just sit there in the bathroom and just buzz away all of the... Take all the, the tiles dry. off the walls. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. Properly clean. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? <laughs> um, I played a few things. I finished Wonderlands. Mm. I've done it. And I'm nearly, I've nearly got the platinum trophy now. I didn't now. know you were... Playing through it again, I thought. No, I haven't finished it. No. What, what do you mean? Going as in, like, as I in, gone back to picked it. Picked it back up again. Right. So the only reason that it's taken me a while to pick it back up is because I play in co-op with my friend. Mm -hmm. So that relies on uh, uh, availability. availability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So managed to finish that off. It just kind of ends, doesn't it? Yeah. You finished it, right? Yeah. It, it's just sort of. I don't know if it's because I was being really anal about doing all the side stuff as I was going through, mm. but it was sort of you know. This is a classic, a, a time-old problem with with big, bigger games. Where it's like, we need to do this. There's this impending threat to the kingdom. We do, we've got to go now. And I've just spent 20 hours doing side missions. And then you get to the end and you're so overpowered that you kill him in like yeah. 30 seconds. Killed him so quickly. And then, and then it's over. And yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. What All did right. you think of the story? It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was very rote, wasn't it? It was yeah. just sort of like kind of going through the motions I, I mean it didn't need to tell this big crazy story but it wasn't very funny mm. and it was clearly written to be funny yeah but it didn't really there were a couple of bits that made me laugh yeah but like by and large it's just it was the borderlands 3 problem all over again where it was just overwritten and making references to things that weren't funny you know five years ago mm. um and that is going to be an issue for Borderlands 4 if they continue on that trend. Um, I am now going through the Chaos Chambers. I, I should say I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I am going through the Chaos Chambers now, which is their endgame stuff. 
It took me bloody ages to work. Right, so there's trophies for getting to Chaos Level 10 and Chaos yeah. Level 20. It took me flipping ages and a lot of Googling to work out how to actually increase your Chaos Level. Did you have level. to go to him and ask him to like give us the next the level up of yeah. Chaos Chamber so and then he, play it through? Because you can't just play the Chaos Chamber and over and over, over again. It'll only let you do it like level one. So you have yeah. to go to him and he'll upgrade it. And then if you finish it, it might go up two levels. Sometimes. Sometimes. So yeah, he he offers loads of different chaos chambers, but it turns out there's only one thing he offers that will actually increase your yeah. chaos level. But then you need to go into your menu to then manually turn up your chaos level once you've when completed that. The then go back to him and do that one again, but don't do the other chaos chambers. So I ran like several chaos chambers wondering why I wasn't going up levels. Mm. And I've already reached the point where at the end of each chaos chamber, you have to fight a boss that you fought already. Yeah. And one of them was just like, such a, because every time <clears throat> excuse me you go up a chaos level it gets harder basically enemies mm. have more health they do more damage where this boss was just i was able to get maybe like two or three shots off on him and then he would heal a tiny bit of his shield so i'd have to then break down through the shield again do a couple more hits and then his shield would go back up and it's just i can't do damage and damage quick enough to this guy mm. to, and it took ages like i spent way more time fighting this boss than i did on any of the actual like previous because there's several rooms that you go through before you get to yeah. the boss um sort of in like a roguelike kind of way mm -hmm. but very casual um i'm like max level i've got all legendary weapons Were you picking up all of the like boosts when in each area though? now in fairness i was not because i wanted to spend those at the end to get more legendary yeah, items but, but i think i'm gonna gonna have to there are various things that you can add in each level like, has like uh, maybe three or four things it's like gun damage melee damage yeah. some of them's like so you get extra like a temporary increase stuff. yeah just for that that run but yeah it's a bit of a grind we were um, saying when we were playing the chaos chamber that we wanted to wait till you'd finished wonderlands yeah so you and your partner could join our could game help you oh yeah could absolutely all just do it together because we're like chaos level seven now or something. okay well i've just done chaos so, level seven well let's link up and okay let's all do god it together. amazing Are you free on friday yeah, uh yeah i actually I, i'm always all right. free on friday sounds like we're gonna do some chaos chambers on friday we're um, recording this on thursday did you um do any of the dlcs no, I was just about to, <laughs> I was just about to talk about the DLCs. So for the first time in Borderlands and Borderlands adjacent history, they've had a season pass. That's not the first time they've done it. They've had a season pass that only grants access to multiplayer uh, sort of like end game. I don't, what's, what am I trying to describe it as? Basically, it's not single player. Not what am I saying? Oh, words. It's not story content. No. It's not story DLC. It's come do this round-based stuff. Mm. Come get this endgame challenge kind of deal. And I'm sure there's like voice acting and so on. Yeah, in there's it. like four, basically like four, maybe 20 minute long things that you have to do five times each, four times each even mm. to get to level five. Uh, it's the same thing yeah. over and over again. Well, there's four, the four things are different, but you have to do each of them four times to like get the trophy on each level. Yeah. Um, and it gives you these souls that you can use to like purchase, like, or, like put into a, a roulette thing that spits out potentially legendary stuff. It's, it's got voice acting. There is a story to it. The story's not very interesting. And you only really know the story because of the beginning cutscene for each time you go up a level. But even then, like, it's she just talks to you and you're like, what's happening? It's not cutscene. Yeah. It's like a, a sort of story that she tells you about the person you're going to face. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe at the end, she'll be the boss. 
Maybe she will be. There's a fourth one I think is coming out. It's either come out now or it's coming out. The speed soon. at which they've been releasing these, and this was the 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 comparison I was about to draw. So so in previous games there would be actual story stuff you go yeah. to a new location there'd be like new areas side stuff, quests yeah. main quests all that new characters all that kind of stuff um this though very much seems like they are packaging up as part of a season pass or you can buy them individually the kind of stuff that would have been free updates mm. in borderlands 3 yeah. which was the stuff that i hated about yeah. borderlands 3 this oh it's the valentine's day event oh it's the halloween event when you kill things they could turn into a little ghost and like i don't want yeah. this this is not what i want i cannot believe that they're putting it in a season pass that seems like a massive ripoff i don't know any borderlands fans who want this kind of stuff clearly people are playing it otherwise they wouldn't make it mm. but i do not understand and do not enjoy this new direction that they've gone with no it is it is weird i do think that like having played the three that they've released so far i do keep finding myself going why have they i don't understand why they've done this like it's so weird even though like and the fact you have to play it four times the same thing we kind of thought that they'd be different so there's one that's like a food-based one where like the enemies are kind of supposedly well they're all like gingerbread men kind of thing right. and we thought that we'd read online that they'd change like every now and then you'd get like a different food enemy to fight you they don't they're the same all the time mm -hmm. um and to like a couple of the enemies, they don't they don't change at all, and nothing changes. You can just like do it really quickly. And by the point that we were just doing the final one, I just sat through one day when I was had COVID, and I just played through like each level, so that when me and my boyfriend picked it back up again, I was like, we can just do this one more time. I've just sat through and done it like four times, and it just doesn't have it just doesn't have the replayability that I think it wanted to have, mm. considering that it makes you replay it four times to get yeah. the trophy. So I think people can probably tell how passionate we are about Borderlands slash Wonderlands because whenever Wonderlands has come up, we've you, either you or I have ended up talking about it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I just want it to be better. I just feel like they've really like just don't care about it. I just feel like they gave up with it kind mm. of a bit and they were like put so much effort into it and we everyone was so excited and I just feel like there's just this general kind of like meh vibe both from like people who are fans of the series and also seemingly the developers like this just dlc content is just so meh for like so so non-reason there's no reason for it to be so meh mm. so i just feel like disappointed in the game like and how, what they've done with it and like a bit disappointed in in gearbox and how they've gone with it as well like i just feel like maybe they put a lot of effort in and they're really excited about the concept but just never kind of like found their footing with it yeah. So. I don't want another Wonderlands game. No. I would take another Borderlands game, but it's got to be it's got to be more entertaining. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Wonderlands does that I also didn't really like about Borderlands 3 is that the maps are so massive. They're so huge they are all and huge. you just walk into an area There's and no, you look like, at the map or anything. and you're like, "Oh, my God, this this place is I'm gonna be here for hours. <laughs> just like there's gonna be a billion collectibles. Yeah. There's gonna be so many side quests. Like I just one thing I liked the most, I mean, there may be just, I don't know for sure, but it certainly feels like there were more areas in Borderlands 2 and 1, but they were smaller and more mm. contained. I don't I don't need it to be one massive place. No. I, yes, you can fast travel around the map at certain points, 
but you're still going to end up having to run for ages to get back to where you were. A lot of the fossil points stuff. are at the beginning and at the end of the level anyway. And yeah, it's, it's like there's not... like a massive gigantic area in the middle that you have to just run around in for ages. Mm. I enjoyed Wonderlands, but I think that was mainly because it was more Borderlands. Mm. It's not, I think, going to leave a lasting impression on me. And once I get the Platinum Trophy, I think it's unlikely that I'll play through it again. Um, yeah. I really wanted to love it and yeah. I don't. But I did enjoy it because functionally, despite all the superficial stuff, it was just Borderlands. Yeah. Um, I like that there's a character creator. That was fun. I like that you could have several different voices and you could like yeah, change I the like pitch of well. them. That was a little bit more personalization and customization that there hasn't been previously. I that like was the multi-classing. Nice. That was nice. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I didn't like, I didn't really vibe with most of the, the class trees though, because I thought a lot of them kind of. Like kind of rubbish, gave they? up halfway and were just Plus like five percent gun damage. Yes, you were like what? reload speed. Mm. You've got these characters that have got like a little mushroom friend, or my character got a mushroom friend and a bird. Yeah. And after the first two lines, it's like, yeah, well, what? Who cares about them? But my mushroom can't do anything fun. Yeah. In Borderlands Three, he had Flack with his all of his uh, animals. That's so all of their animals, and uh, they just. They had loads of stuff going for them, yeah. but this one just doesn't. Just gave up halfway through. Yeah, I but mean, I, I wasn't even that fussed about the classes in Borderlands Three, and I was kind of disappointed. Well, this is just going to be us complaining about Gearbox now. Sorry. I was also kind of disappointed that uh, they didn't add any additional characters in, which is what they did with DLC in Borderlands yeah. Two. They're um, bringing in a new class to Wonderlands as well with this final DLC. It's getting a final class to add to the pile as well. I don't care. I'm just doing, yeah, I'm I don't just care don't care. Either. That's it's, it's sad. I don't care. That, I mean, it's only been out for a few months and the season pass is already nearly done, which I think tells you a lot about A, the quality of the content and yeah. B, the fact that maybe this indeed was the kind of stuff that they would add as seasonal yeah. updates to Borderlands well, 3. Borderlands 3 had, what well, the season pass lasted a year mm. and you got four DLCs in that. Yeah. And the DLCs, what were the DLCs for three? Three, there was a Wild West one. Oh, yeah. With like dinosaur people in yes, it and stuff. Um, and then there was the uh, Death, Love and Tentacles that was pretty fun mm-hmm. because they brought back some Borderlands 2 characters for those. You got yes, to, they you did. Got and to the see, Krieg um, one. The mo- Gage the... in that one. Yeah. Yeah, the Krieg one, the the uh, the Cantastic Fluster Cluck or whatever it was yeah. called. People really liked that one. And I get that, again, we're really going down a tangent Sorry. here. <laughs> I hope you like Borderlands. Um, I appreciated what it did in terms of speaking to mental health and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, but I thought it was boring. I thought it was so boring. You just go into these like weird finished it. dream environments where like half the map's missing because it's in his mind mm. and then you shoot the enemies and then you move on. And I know that that's Borderlands in a nutshell, but it just felt kind of tedious. I just wasn't... Yeah. In, I, I've never really been that interested in Krieg as a character anyway, so mm. it's like I just don't... This is this is if this is fan service, I, I suppose I'm not a fan, then, am I? Because it ain't servicing <laughs> I don't me. Feel served. No. Um, yeah. I am trying to remain very optimistic for the future of Borderlands, mm-hmm. and when they announce Borderlands Four, I'll be very excited and I will play it, and I'm sure I will at least enjoy it. Yeah. But the writing, <clears throat> excuse me, has really taken a turn yeah. since uh, what's his name left uh, Ashley Birch's brother. I can't remember his name. Um, he d- did such a good job with Borderlands mm-hmm. 2 and I even thought the pre-sequel was really funny as well I, quite, I didn't hate the like the story of Borderlands 3 I actually really liked bo- the story of Borderlands 3 and I did like a lot of the writing I just think it kind of like what's the phrase jumped the shark a bit at the end mm. like kind of lost its footing a bit but I really enjoyed 
a lot of what what Lansbury brought to the table, and a lot of people didn't. Mm. But I remember kind of quite fondly being like, "Ah, oh, that was I like that." But uh, I can see why people didn't like it. But I've tried to replay it, and I can't. And that, I think mm. that that might say a lot about how I feel about it. And that's yeah. that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. But if anything else, <laughs> I've nearly finished, uh, nearly uh, platinumed Wonderlands, and that is going to be my goal. Yes. Quickly rattling through the rest of these, I played a little bit more Cyberpunk. Not a huge fan of the UI in that game or the menus. Takes some getting used to. That's yeah, I don't like using my right stick as a mouse cursor. Yeah, I don't. Like Stop that making either. me do that, games. It doesn't really work. I don't like the fact that I have to walk right up to something and point the middle of my camera at it to interact with it. Oh. <laughs> I do love the world, and I really haven't played that much more, to be to be totally honest. Uh, but I, I do intend to... I think it's going to be pretty much my main focus now going mm-hmm. forwards. But um, yeah, it's clearly... You should play this on PC. That's yeah. that's clearly what they were going for here. Uh, I mean, the UI in The Witcher was, uh, was quite widely criticized as well, just because mm. it was too small, and there was so much of it. Um, that is kind of the same here, except now it's all red, which is quite hard to look at. And then it's got loads of like binary numbers and stuff all over the place. And it's like, is that important? Or what, like, what's the, what is the information I should be looking at yeah. here? Uh, I know I'll get used to it, but th- that's an immediate like first impression yeah. of playing a bit more. I think more, I had like, the same oh. feelings as well. Got the Platinum Trophy and She Sees Red. One of the best FMV games I've ever played. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. God, it's rubbish. We, much like when I've gone for platinum trophies in other Wales Interactive games that we've played before. Yeah. Um, this isn't a Wales Interactive game, though, to be clear. No. I've it's seen Ka- scenes. Kazakhstan Interactive. It is, yeah. No, uh, is it? Yeah, it's a Kazakhstani game, I think. Yeah. Was it Kazakhstan? I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe I made that one up. Um, is that the, you see additional scenes when I'm playing through getting all the choices and stuff for the trophies. Uh, that give the game so much more context. <laughs> like I saw scenes where I was thinking, wow, that would have been so useful to have seen in our playthrough so I knew what the flipping heck was going on. Because yeah. I know normally we play these games and we're absolutely off our faces because we've been drinking all night because <laughs> that's half the fun. Yeah. But this, at the same time, I always almost uniformly come out the back of those games thinking, I have no idea what just happened. Absolutely no clue what was going on. And you see these scenes and it's like, why are these not like core scenes that everyone has to see so they know what's going mm. on? Because we were saying when we played this game, I just felt like there was some context no missing. Idea like, what was who's what's happening? How does he know that she's bad? Yeah. Who is she? What's happening? And then it's like, you know, there's so much anything. more stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like there's there's one playthrough that these developers who do FMV games design and curate so that you see everything and yeah. know what's going on. And then basically every other decision is wrong. Well, it's like <laughs> and in, then you die and you have no idea what's happening. It's like in I saw Black Clouds, the trailer said that there was ghosts in it. Yeah. And then we managed to play the whole game and no not ghosts. see a single ghost. And then I went on my platinum run and I saw so many ghosts. <laughs> it was way scarier. What's happening? We thought it was a horror game and it was not a horror game when we played it through. No. Anyway, so I did that. Um, a couple more just very quick things. I'm on the PS5 beta for the new firmware, which adds folders and yeah. stuff just in case people are interested. I thought it would be folders on the home screen. It's not. It's in your game library where you view all your games, which is sort of useful, but not as useful as it could be Mm. if it was on the home screen. Uh, So that's the only major update, I would say, in the new beta. And I read a little bit more more of my Console Wars book that I talked about. Yes. And I took a photo of some screenshots. 
I took a photo of some screenshots. I took a photo of uh, some of the stuff in it because I wanted to read it to you huh. uh, because I was sat in my car waiting for a tow uh, safely. <laughs> safely. I might add, I was off the off the hard shoulder at this point. And this is uh, some sort of okay. So when Sega were trying to get uh, a new marketing agency mm-hmm. uh, to represent them, and like they were, you know, at war with Nintendo or whatever. One of the pitches that one of the marketing agencies has come up with, um, I'll read it here. The agency provided a sampler from the VidSpeak lexicon, which modeled the following words, terms, and phrases. So basically, they put together this this sort of Bible or an example of of gamer phrases right. that they thought, yes, this is this, this is, is how all the gamers are going to talk, Good. and we're going to make them talk like that. Good. So here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell so, you them. I'm so ready. And I want you to guess what it is. Okay. Uh, Gearlets. Gearlets. G-E-A-R, gear, L-E-T-S, gearlets. Is that going to be like something to do with like the equipment that you have, like your hardware? It'd be like, oh, I've got some new gearlets because I've got the new <laughs> the new controller. See, that kind of makes sense. Uh, no, that's the vidspeak word, word for gamers, uh, also known as gamelets, gamies, hoosies, <laughs> vidiots. Speaklets, Vidiot? yeah, bossaroos, and cluelets. So th- <laughs> that was what they said the gamers were going to be called. Yeah, so the vidspeak work for gamers is either gearlets, uh, gamelets, gamies, hoosies, vidiots, speaklets, bossaroos, and cluelets. Wow, which you... I will I ref- I will now only be referred to as a bossaroo. Yeah, when I'm a bossaroo. Uh, excuse me, bossaroo. Girl bossaroos. <laughs> Uh, how about hedgy wedgy? What do you hedgy think that wedgy? is? What's hedgy wedgy? No, is that? Uh, oh god, is that like when you own someone? Bearing in mind that this is being pitched to Sega. Yeah, it's okay. Hedgy wedgy. Is that in Sonic when there's like hedges and stuff? <laughs> Anything pertaining to Sonic the Hedgehog, or to any fan of said Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, he's a hedgehog. I forgot. Um. Yeah, hedgy wedgy. That's when you're Just talking about anyone anything. Talking Any, about Sonic. Anybody talking about Sonic? Hedgy wedgy. Uh, what about whammy jammy? Oh no, I don't know. A pair of pajamas? Uh, no, of <laughs> course it's the way you feel when playing a good game. <laughs> These are all squiggles. They really are. Oh, it Squidgel gets worse even. though. Okay. They've just repurposed the um, re- repurposed the phrase gobbledygook. So it doesn't mean the same thing as like a jumble of words or something that's, that means nothing. Uh, it means running wild, running no, it fast. It doesn't. Running all over the place without time to say hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's of course Why gobbledygook. Why does it kind of feel like writing for the Uncharted movie? It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. It's old man desperately tries yeah, to win yeah, accounts yeah. to market video games yeah. um uh <laughs> mobile mover with wings how what's that a what does mobile that mean mover with wings yeah oh my god a portable handheld device oh my god that's really close what gamers will call the game gear also referred to as the a to go cup a mindorama a home away from home and a great thing to wrap your nozzles around <laughs> the thing is though if they had gone with this company mm. could you imagine well, they what would the have world would have looked like they would have lost I mean they lost anyway I but... know but could you imagine if they just started using these words and then now in 2022 we'd have been like oh is that Hedgy Wedgie <laughs> oh, I can't believe Hedgy Wedgie's back makes me proud to be a boss roo <laughs> it's, oh, it's pure whammy jammy mate 
man. It's so I feel so wabby jabby right now. The hedgy wedgies is really gobbledygook, isn't I've it? I've got a gobbledygook over to the train station right now. <laughs> We've got two more. Okay. Master Blaster. Uh, a video game gun. What you do when you start playing the Sega Menacer Master module. I don't know what that is. Or how to be a real sure shot, full tilt, accusite kind of guy. <laughs> a master blaster. Wow. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And finally, I was Brahms. You were Brahms? B-R-A-H-M-S. I was Brahms. I was gaming. I was drunk with power. I was oh. mad with passion. <laughs> I was blitzed with energy. I was actually able to reach the next damn level, is what it says. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I so, feel so Brahms. Right? I, I read those and I thought, that is excellent. Mm. I am, I have never felt more represented as I did when I understood that I was a bossaroo, yeah. finally. Uh, my people, the bossaroos. The bossaroos. Uh, shout out to all the bossaroos out there. Yeah. Glad, Put your glad hands you're up here. If you're a bossaroo. The gearlets, all my gearlets and gamelets and bossaroos. Wow. Can there you believe you uh, we've only just got to question two and we've been going for 47 minutes? Um, yeah, it's going to be a long one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> having a great time. Question so, two. Yeah, let's move on to question two. This is from Samuel Benson, known oh, bossaroo. Yeah. Good day, Ba. Hiya. Here's a quick one. Thanks. What are some of your favourite mindless video games to play? You know, the games you switch on when you want to play video games, but not think too hard about it. I think we know what I'm going to say here. Uh, Power Washing Simulator is a good one. Um, yeah. House Flipper is another good one. Yeah. Uh, unpacking is another good one. And things like uh, Evil Genius 2, World Domination is a really good one. Probably Evil Genius 1 as well, if you fancy playing that. Um, pretty good to just sit and just build some... Oh, no, I've run out of money. Let me just build some more vaults. Excellent. Oh, no, I've run out of room for my workers. Let me just build some more beds. Easy. Easy. Easy piss easy. Mm -hmm. um, just do just those kind of games. Just sit, mind, head empty. Yeah. Just game. Eyes glazed. Time to whammy jammy. <laughs> Whatever it was. I can't even remember. All I remember is bossaroo. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, so those are my ones. Those are your ones. Yeah. Um, so the like mindless games sort of come. That was a really half-assed quote. Fingers kind of mindless. Thought you having a twitch. Mindless games. Uh, they kind of come and go for me. Mm. Uh, but mindless stuff on console tends to be like when I'm going for trophies and I'm basically just grinding endgame yeah. stuff and I don't need to listen to dialogue or concentrate particularly hard. So, for example, when I'm running these chaos chambers, I might listen to music or mm. have a podcast on or like watch some TV or catch up on some wrestling or something just on the other screen. Like I'm not looking at it, but I, it is there. It's just yeah. I, that is to me what a mindless game is. It's very rare that I'll come home from work and think wow i want to play a game but not think about it mm. because i don't really have those kinds of games like I, I don't i don't have a game like that i do very much enjoy when i have to do mindless grinding stuff for trophies because it does mean that i get to just do something with my hands while something else is on distracting mm. me at the same time but that's that's pretty much it um previous games that have potentially filled that uh that slot would be or that description would be uh, when I was really into Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, mm -hmm. the remake, 
when I was doing the live service stuff and logging in and doing my dailies and stuff, like mm -hmm. not paying any attention to what was going on. It was just like, right, time to do my daily grind. Mm -hmm. And it was actually snapping out of that and realizing, wow, this is actually really boring. <laughs> that made me kind of just hate live service stuff and seasonal yeah. updates because it's like, I don't, please don't try to be the only game that I ever play forever. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. That's not what I want. Um, Stardew Valley. Is also another good yeah, one. I had that on one. Switch. I have that on Switch. And for a while, I'd play that in bed. And also just like Pokemon games and stuff. Like if it's on a handheld and I can have something on the TV and I'm in bed or whatever, we then had to perfect. stop playing Stardew Valley, me and MB, because yeah. uh, we had a farm. Yeah. And we would sit next to each other on our two TVs and play Stardew Valley for like all of Saturday. And we realized that we just weren't speaking to each other. <laughs> we were just like, we'd wake up. He'd yeah. go sort out all the animals. I'd mm -hmm. go down the mines to try and find some more coal and do the watering of the watering can. And yeah. then we realized, I was like, it'd just be like, where are you? Oh, I'm just in the mine. Okay, where are you? Oh, I'm just at the beach. Okay. That was it. That, that was, was all. And we were like, we... Sounds like peak efficiency to me. Yeah, we were like, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to I... just have a break from this so we speak again on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've not played it in co-op or multiplayer yet. Mm. Um, but when it first came to PlayStation, I was like every weekend for like a month and a half i would just sit on my sofa mm -hmm. motionless yeah. and just play stardew like i've yeah. not had a game like that since because there's no voice acting in it you're just listening to the nice music yeah. and it's always it's really got that oh just one more thing kind of like oh if i just wait until tomorrow then i'll get some money and then i can like buy a new chicken mm -hmm. well the new chicken's here so i've got to extend the little pen yeah, a bit and you, sure there's always just you're just inventing new tasks for yourself and it's yeah. so easy to get lost in it and i there was there was nothing that made me snap out of it like i think i just kind of i think i finished the main story and mm. then i looked at how absurd the trophies were and i thought I feel like it's kind of run its natural course for yeah. me Yeah, I think that's uh, the case with Stardew Valley a lot. Yeah. But it's, oh man, what a game. So, it's so good. It's a good game. Uh, there we are. Yeah. That's my answer to that. We're 52 minutes in. It's time for Weird News. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us on social media. Mm-hmm. I was going to try and say Twitter, but then I started saying social media. Yeah, I was ready to go Twitter and Twitter and Facebook. And um, and yeah, just comment it, reply it, and then we'll pick it out. Maybe give you a shout out as well. And if you want a very special shout out here, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer who are the sponsors of weird news each and every week. Ashton, kick us off. Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Corey Duffel. Robin Wardle. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Burnett. Katie Garrett slash Jared. And Gabrielle Philippine. Thank you, podcast producers. We love you. We appreciate you very much indeed. We do. What is the first weird news? I've got some weird news. It comes, it was on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, it was submitted by Peter at Pedalit. Pedalit? Pedalit. Go, Pedalit. It might be Pedalit or Pedalit. I don't know. Great name. Well, Bossaroo. (laughs) <laughs> Bossaroo and another Bossaroo, Andy Scott on Facebook. Mm. And this comes from Kotaku by Zach Zweizen. And it is, of, of course, of, as we all know, The Sims 4 update accidentally adds incest. Oh, excellent. Really good. That's the update we've been waiting for. Of course it is. A free update for EA's Life Simulator is also causing characters to age rapidly. Now, this has now apparently been fixed, but I just think it's important to bring it up anyway because it's weird. Never let them forget. Never let them forget. Earlier this week, The Sims 4 received a big free update that added curved walls, body hair, and new wants and fears. It also seems to have accidentally added incestual relationships. Oh, when people are aging much faster too, it's a weird time to be a sim, that's for sure. As spotted by PC Gamer, Reddit and elsewhere, Sims 4 players are reporting that the game after the game's July 26th update, some in-game characters are looking to date family members. One player shared a screenshot of an older woman who suddenly wanted to start a romantic relationship with her own son. Another player shared a bug report with EA stating that one of their male sims wants to ask his twin sister to be his girlfriend. In that support thread... In that support thread, a player on Xbox shared an off-putting example of a daughter wanting to date her father. Mm. Yikes. What's going on here? Well, according to some Sims 4 players and modders, the likely issue is the newly added wants system, which was seen in older Sims games. The system gives Sims things they want to do and accomplish, giving players more goals to chase. However, it seems that the bug in the system is creating wants that involve romantic relationships with anybody, including other family members. Once again, yikes. Thankfully, EA is aware of the bug. Yesterday, a dev on Twitter confirmed they know about the incest issue and is looking to get it fixed ASAP. EA also reconfirmed that it's working on fixing an in to fix in a support thread about the bug on a publisher's site. So yeah, on top of the on top of the less than ideal bug, another problem some players are encountering is a Sims 4 is the less in the last update is less gross and more existentially devastating. Players are reporting that characters are Oh my god! Players are reporting that characters are aging up rapidly. Some some folks have experienced Sims aging from young babies to elderly adults in a matter of minutes. Oh my god! As with the family members wanting to date each other situation, EA is also well aware of this issue and working on a fix. In the meantime, the company suggests play, players stick to the normal lifespan option to avoid the aging bug. So yeah, so Sims have once again 
Oh. Release something for their game that has broken it. Oh dear. They released the Wedding Stories pack a few months ago. The broke weddings. It just didn't work. No- nothing worked about it. It didn't work before then they released it to influencers. It didn't work when they released it to the public. It took them weeks to fix it. And eventually they got around to fixing it. Um, they released High School recently, which released to less than stellar kind of reactions to it. Um, it just didn't have things that people wanted to re- really from the pack anyway um and they just did this update and it literally made the sims unplayable for most players for a good week or so um obviously it's not the devs fault they're they're all of them are on twitter a lot of the the devs that are, are like very prominent in the sims kind of world are all on twitter and a lot of them have received like a lot of stuff like and hate and stuff so don't you know what, what can they do they're trying their best mm. but um yeah the the company are just pushing these updates and these packs out and they're just broken and it's kind of becoming a trend right now that the maxis are just taking these packs out into the world and not play testing them properly one of the packs that released recently had only about four qa testers i think whereas other packs have had like long lists of qa testers wow. so yeah it's it's a weird thing going on in The Sims right now. I don't know if it's because they're working on The Sims 5 and they've just not got the time to work on this, but it's, man, it's bad at the moment to be a simmer. <laughs> a simmer? Yeah. A bossaroo. A bossaroo, sorry. Um, but they have fixed it now, but it is just the fact that they released it and it was so broken. Yeah. Like, why? how have they done that? So, yeah, it oh, was dear. weird. That is very weird. Um, my weird news comes courtesy of Michael Milan at Lord of Penguins on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's, we've got more BS. It's time for more, more BS. More BS. More BS. It's from the. It's Morbin time, Bossaroos. Bossaroos. <laughs> Fall in, Bossaroos. It's Morbin time. Uh, this is from The Gamer, <laughs> written by Rhiannon Bevan. Mm-hmm. Someone hacked an Otacon arcade machine to play Morbius at 144p. Good. Still not seen that movie. No. Feel like I need to. Probably not worth it, though, for the nah. jokes. Uh, given the dramatic and hilarious defeat Morbius faced at the box office twice, it says, this year, most of us probably thought that we'd heard the last of Sony's ill-conceived Spider-Man spin-off. Guess again. A it's fellow Morbin time. A fellow Morbhead decided to use Otacon to... I, th- I assume that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, Morbhead, yeah. Is that... Okay. A fellow Morbhead... Cool. Decided to use Otacon, and again, I assume that's how that's pronounced. I don't know, I don't know for sure. Uh, to spread the good word of our Morb and Savior Morbius. <laughs> I'm going to read that whole sentence again. Yes, please. A fellow Morbhead decided to use Otacon to spread the good word of our Morb and Savior Morbius. For some reason, someone actually rigged an arcade machine to play the full Morbius movie in crisp 144p quality, as I'm sure the director intended. Mm. This spread the word of Morbius to all attendees, making it so that they couldn't escape the biggest double flop of 2022. As you can see in a picture of the incident, one of the arcade machines at Otacon doesn't look quite like the others. While attendees enjoy the various games on offer, one of the rigs is clearly playing Morbius with Jared Leto's vampire protagonist proudly on full display. In case you're wondering how this came about, someone has already claimed responsibility for the incident. Twitter user Zeron Zephyr has revealed that they were behind the impromptu Morbius screening since the rig wasn't in use anyway, it says. If you're at another convention in the area, it's worth keeping an eye out. You might be able to meet some fellow Morb heads while you're there. Uh, and then it continues to talk about what Morbius is and where it all went wrong. But uh, there you go. Arcade wow. units now featuring and playing Morbius. Morbius, it's Morbius time. now available on 
everything you could think of. It's I the regret new doom. to inform you that it is Morbin time. It... <laughs> more pets. Our Morbin savior. Our Morbin savior. Very good. Brilliant. And that's weird news. Hey, look, we did that kind of fast. We did. It's time for question three. Mm. Comes from Conroy Milk. Yes. Aya Bap. Remove letters is appropriate because it's bloody hard to keep up with who has plops and who doesn't at the moment. We're all quite passionate about video games, to say the least. But do you remember at which point gaming stopped being a hobby and became a passion for you? Was there a certain point? Sorry. I'm doing it on purpose. She's holding the paper up to obscure my face currently. Yeah. Uh, I like it this way. Um, Was there a certain point in your life where you decided to explore the wider gaming world? A certain game that that made you appreciate the time and effort developers put into their games? Or did your interest in gaming just increase as you got older? I've been playing video games for as long as I can remember, but it wasn't until I started playing through Borderlands and I found myself looking up guides, strategies and walkthroughs online that began to take the hobby seriously and started keeping up with the industry and news, etc. Much love. Conroy Milk. Thank you, Mr. Thank Milk. Thank you, Mr. Milk. When did you get into games, Ashton? And um, when did you start getting serious about this? Well, uh, thanks for asking. Um, I... Good <laughs> <laughs> question. Um, I have a... We've talked about this before, but my journey with gaming is very different than uh, yours and Peter's and a lot of people's. Whereas I didn't really get into gaming until I was a bit older. I think I started playing on my Xbox 360 when I was like 15, 16, um, and just played like the games that I had heard about from people at school, Call of Duties mm. and Assassin's Creed and also... Uh, well, Saints Row was there as well. Um, Grand Theft Auto. And those are the games that I had on my Xbox. And um, yeah, so those are the games I started playing. And then I stopped playing for ages until I got to uni. And I met my boyfriend, who was a hashtag boss. Aru. Boss Aru. Um, and he had uh, a bunch of stuff. And I was like, hey, I used to like gaming when I was a, a teen. And I was like, but what if I, what if I got back into it? So um, I started playing you games. You like the hedgy wedgy? And I want that <laughs> hedgy wedgy, baby. I want to feel that whammy jammy again. Feel that whammy jammy? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, so I got back into it then. And it was kind of like just something that I got really into during uni. And then as uni finished and I had to become a real adult, the pandemic hit. Thank God. So I had loads of time to play games. Um, so during those three years, I'd got kind of really into like, like Borderlands and it started to become more and more into my life and like a lot more was like what I wanted to do. I got home and I was like, don't talk to me. It's time to game. Don't talk to me until I've got, got a my game. morning hedgy wedgie. Yeah, I need to hedgy wedgie right now or I'm going to not be a bossaroo today. No. Um, and it got kind of like the second year of uni, so like 19, and I started playing a lot more games and I started buying myself games and I bought us a PlayStation 4 from CEX. I didn't have the money for it, but I impulse bought it like I do most things. Well done. Um, And we started getting more into it. And I think it was when I played Horizon Zero Dawn that I was like, hey, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. This is my thing now. And it's not going to stop being my thing for a very long time. Um, it better Yeah. No intention we'll be, of it. We'll be cross. I don't want to not be a bossaroo anymore because <laughs> this is a bossaroo channel. Bossaroo, bossaroo train for life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when it hit me. I was like, this game is dope. And I really enjoyed playing it. And I think that's when it kind of like hit me. I was like, this is my thing. Mm. And that's probably the most, the biggest example of like the thing that 
tip me over the edge of being like, yeah, I like games to being like, I love games. Mm-hmm. I love video games. I flipping love them, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody love them. I love these games, man. God, I love them so much. I'm such a bossaroo. Yeah, boy. A proper little gearlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Next week when Peter's back, we're just going to have to keep saying bossaroo and stuff. Yeah. And then he's going to be baffled because he wouldn't have listened to this podcast. I mean, I can put him through the same quiz. Yeah, but he, we have to just start using it for a bit and then like, he, so he doesn't know what it okay, is. Okay, so we're going to have to hit so it he heavy in the like, first half of the mm. podcast. And then if he starts going like, why do you keep saying this? So wait for the, wait for the what, what we play in section. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it's called. I don't know. We've never done it before. Yeah. And then we can do the quiz yeah. and uh, he will know. Yeah. So when he's back, we have to start using it in our everyday phrases. like it's... photos quickly <laughs> so I don't lose them. We need to like pretend like it's a new TikTok phrase. Because mm. obviously... Yeah, because I would he, know it. He always thinks that I just make things up anyway. So I guess maybe like we will just pretend that I've just these words that I've just brought to the table and then eventually he'll have to figure it out. Yeah, it's real bossery. Yeah. A proper bossery. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's pretty well documented for me in terms of when I started playing games. I got a Game mm. Boy Color. I had uh, Pokemon Blue and I played Final Fantasy VII on PS1. That was, I, I, I specified that game or single out that game as the game that got me into games. What game, sorry? Final Fantasy VII. Right. Um, on Puss One. And then I continued to play PS2. I didn't get that at launch. Um, and I had friends who were all into gaming and used to go over to their houses and have sleepovers and we'd all play games and stuff. But there was a period where I just like didn't play any games for ages while mm. I was in secondary school. Um particularly on the lead up to the PS3 coming out. In fact, I think I ended up selling my PS2 to someone so that I could save up for a PS3. And Mm -hmm. this was like maybe a couple of years out at that point. So there was a while where I just didn't have any consoles. I'd still play some games, but like I just sort of, I wasn't into games properly. Uh, However, I can, in fact, that timeline doesn't line up with what I'm about to say. So ignore that because I'm trying to piece this together from memory. But I would say that pre-ordering the PS, did you get it? I don't know. Okay, be vigilant. No, it's there. Yeah, let's look at it. Smug bastard. Get out of here. Go away. <laughs> uh, I I think that pre-ordering the PSP, which released in 2005, I believe, mm-hmm. was the turning point for me in terms of going from a fan to sort of being, for want of a significantly less wanky term, uh, a student a of the of the industry, a bossaroo. No, I was already a bossaroo, oh. but I to become someone who actually studied what was going on and yeah. tried to learn things. Um I, by that point, I was reading magazines and I was like, as soon as they started becoming available, I was listening to podcasts, like mm. the, the early first gaming podcasts and stuff. I was listening to those. I started doing my own gaming podcast. Um, I, you know, wrote bits and pieces here and there. And then I went to university and I started doing stuff for Push Square and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the PSP, I think, is the turning point because it was around that time that I was informed, I was, I had reached the point where I was informed enough to know that it was coming out, mm. to know that I wanted it, and to know which games I wanted to get it with. And that was, I think, the moment where, yeah, my my bossaroo status. I went from being a, a I mean, we're, just a roo. Well, yeah, just a roo. I was going to say we're we are we're prescribing meaning to these meaningless terms, yeah. but I went from a gamelet to a full bossaroo. Yeah, you know, someone yeah, who actually, yeah. you know, like everyone who listens to this, people who are interested in what's going on below the surface level of walking into CEX and walking into game and just mm. buying something. It's like, oh, new Call of Duty's out. Yeah. 
Whereas boss, real bossaroos, real bossaroos know <laughs> that Call of Duty comes out every November sort of yeah. time. Real bossaroos know that. Yeah. Uh, Roos don't. No. So gamelets aren't sure. Gamelets don't know. Gamelets are just like it's new Call of Duty out. You, Game, the gamelets are the ones that are going to end up continuing to buy FIFA because they think it's the same game. Bossaroos are going to be the ones who know that like, EA, EA foot, football, EA Sports FC Club, Football Club, Club twenty twenty three is the real one. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've thoroughly confused everyone. Yeah, me too. Happy. Happy Bossaroo Day, everyone. Happy Bossaroo Day, everyone. You're, you, this is the day you found out that you are, in fact, a Bossaroo. Congratulations. Yeah. You can put that in your Twitter profile with pride. Which is big news, which is good, because it's time for... The Big, the big Discussion! It's Big Discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion. Wow, you know, after spending so much time talking about literally everything else, yeah. we really have shot through the past few sections. We have. It is Big Discussion time. This week's Big Discussion comes courtesy of Dan Scott. Thanks, Dan. Who says, hello, Bap, and congrats to Tiny Peter on his marriage. Congratulations, Peter. He says thank he you. He says thank you. And we he we, you can't he hear we him. heard him. Yeah. With Jason Schreier's recent Bloomberg article describing the overhaul in the frat boy culture that was plaguing Rockstar and that morale is now higher than ever at the company, combined with Naughty Dog environmental artist Anthony Vaccaro stating on Twitter that The Last of Us Part 1 is the first time in his 13-year career that he hasn't had to crunch, <gasps> are we finally beginning to see the scales shift the other way? Could these changes be the start in regards to the way video game developers are treated in the workplace, and how much work is there still to do to ensure that crunch and horrific workplace environments are eradicated altogether? Much love to you all. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. So I read the article yes. about uh, Rockstar, and mm -hmm. things do look really good. Like, everything seems very positive. Um, Rockstar didn't comment on the article, which I think is kind of weird. But I also think that lends validity to it, because if, yeah. if it was like a fluff piece, that yeah. Rockstar was like, Jason, you're Thanks, well known for Jason. pointing out how horrible you're things great. are. Come over here, Jason. Yeah. We'll show you. And it's almost like a tour of North Korea, where they yeah. just show <laughs> everyone's happy and they're having a great nice time. supermarkets. Um, yeah, so... The article says that like um, they spoke to twenty, I don't think twenty to forty people. Yeah, which to me just means thirty, but okay. Um, <laughs> who have who are currently at Rockstar or who have recently? No, hang Rockstar. on, it doesn't just mean thirty. No, because I'm not twenty to forty no, years you're not, old, but you're thirty years old. I am, but there's a big difference. I don't want to be lumped would, in. But if it was thirty, to, I don't understand the twenty. I don't understand why it's twenty twenty to forty. It because maybe me. some sources he he just didn't want to specify. Okay. But even so, I would I would bristle if like if you were described as being. Well, uh, I would be twenty to forty. Yeah, but wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, but it's like actually no, because most but of those years aren't accurate. He also said you're twenty to thirty. That's more accurate. Yeah, I suppose. So anyway, um, twenty and to forty. <laughs> currently, or have recently left Rockstar, who sort of talked about how things have changed, and a lot of those people it was all anonymous were really positive about the changes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more um, diversity in the team now. There's, uh, they've really scaled back what GTA 6 is going to be at release so that there's no crunch. There's no. They've actively removed transphobic jokes from uh, GTA 5. They've got a new group of people writing for GTA 6 to make sure that these like punch down jokes on minorities and and that, like people who. Minorities is the word I was looking for when I said and. Um, 
aren't just at the expense of these minorities anymore. So that's really good. And it looks really positive. And I'm glad that The Last of Us Part 1, again, there was no crunch in there as well. However, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, okay. yesterday, mm. a better Ubisoft, which is the um, kind of the, compar- the Activision... Um, the Activision Blizzard workers that were like striking mm. and campaigning for a better workplace. Ubisoft, sorry. Punch the microphone. Ubisoft, um, I bet Ubisoft took that inspiration and made one for Ubisoft. Yeah. They have, as of literally yesterday, released um, a bunch of statements saying that in the past year, nothing has changed at Ubisoft. Right. Um, 40%, of, sorry, 25% of the workers at Ubisoft are women. And 40% of the people who began a better Ubisoft have left. And most of the better Ubisoft were women, mm-hmm. which means that their workplace is now without a bunch more women mm-hmm. because of the, the workplace environment. Um, it's still not good. They're still crunching at Ubisoft. They're still not treating their workers with respect. A lot of the higher ups in Ubisoft that were accused of sexual harassment are still there. So it's, good in a lot of ways and it's nice to see the positive things are happening and it's good to kind of get this like wow look aren't rock star of all people doing really well after what happened with red dead 2 after like notoriously being quite derogatory in a lot of their games that's great and i'm again naughty dog i don't think we've ever seen too much issue with naughty dog but it's glad to see that they're yeah it's mainly the crunch stuff i think yeah the the crunch stuff i'm really glad that they're not forcing their workers to work insane amount of hours but you've, when you've got massive companies like Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard, we this fly is really getting on my nerves, that we haven't really heard much more about Activision Blizzard making any changes within their workplace since the initial thing like a year ago now. I just think that like it's nice to have silver linings with Rockstar, but we can't ignore the fact that this is not a consistent like industry spanning change that's happening Mm -hmm. it's happening in little places in little pieces of the industry but it's not happening industry-wide which is the issue and it's still not trickling down to the industry below like esports the general gamer games journalism it's still not that trickle-down effect because there isn't a big enough change in the the like mega companies of the industry so the trickle down continues to happen. There's still a lot of issue within the industry. It's like, I guess it's nice to see that these changes are a start and it's good to see that these companies are outwardly kind of like being praised for it. Um, I don't think that Rockstar are getting enough praise, but then maybe they shouldn't. Just making the workplace a nice place to work isn't like, that's the bare minimum, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to see that that is the case. But I just don't think that, I just don't think that these two little instances are, for me anyway, enough of a kind of like they don't balance the scales well enough at this point unfortunately when things do start to kind of even out of like well here are five company five big companies that are positive to work for and here are five that are still not at least we're on the right track but right now it feels like here's two instances of things that are good and here is 30 of things that are bad so it's kind of like still not balanced out in, in that way but I do just think that it's nice to see and it's a positive thing for me to be able to see that like these companies are supporting the women and the BIPOC people in their companies. It's nice to see that people aren't being worked to the bone, but it needs to happen everywhere else before I can be truly happy with the industry that, you know, we're part of. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I think you're bang on. It's it's great to see these stories, and it's nice. Um, it's it's a positive sign for sure. But there is still a very long way to go. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things to bear in mind here. Obviously, Activision have a horrible, hideous culture that is hopefully being corrected, but they've also just been purchased by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see how those companies fare under a well under the 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 leadership of microsoft really because that is regardless of what you think about um uh, the all the acquisitions and stuff like that uh, the, the point remains the same which is now that microsoft is in charge of Two, well, they're, they're, they're in charge of three publishers, basically, mm. themselves with the studios they already had. Then they've got Bethesda, and now they've also got Activision. So while, I mean, we don't know what the internal structure is going to be like necessarily. I know there's people with ver- various different job titles, and some job titles have been shuffled around. But mm. are they going to be left to self-govern? Is there going to be oversight from Microsoft? How is that going to work? Is that going to affect the the culture? Is there going to be a, a like a company wide thing where it's like this is how you have to do that? Is that going to be easy to implement? Are people going to leave? Are people going to be forced out? Mm. It's difficult to know for sure right now. Obviously, we've already spoken about um, you know the whole Bobby Kotick situation in regards to him remaining on and then getting a massive, very generous severance yeah. when he leaves. Um, so that's something to think about. And additionally, while I have, and I want to make this very clear, I've not looked into this on any level whatsoever, but it's fairly safe to just sort of extract this answer from what we do know in that support studios in uh, sort of Eastern European countries and uh, various places in Asia as well are often, well, they often have work on AAA and bigger games farmed out to them, whether that be QA or other various sort of busy work to take the pressure off Western studios. So while some of these studios may be reporting like, man, I haven't had a crunch at all. It could, again, don't know for sure, but it could well be that it's because more of these studios are involved and we also do not know what the working conditions are like in those. So that's also worth bearing in mind is that there could be a case of very much of sweeping under the rug going on where it's like, yeah, well, we've got no problem here, but don't go and ask this small studio in Lithuania who are doing QA testing for us. I mean, we didn't know about what was going on at Activision Blizzard until it all came out. That's it. That was exactly my next point. We're not that we assumed things were sunshines and daisies because we knew that crunch was a bad thing, mm. but it was shocking, we the stuff that came was. out. We had no idea what was going on until these stories started coming out. So there could be several instances of this going on all over the games industry that we're yet to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen, obviously. Hopefully if that is the case, steps are being taken to change that. But I think we know at the end of the day those changes are not coming about because these companies care about their employees. It's because the US government and the state of California was, I think it's the state of California, yeah. was going to get involved or slash is involved in Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, they're terrified of that. So I imagine a lot of these big companies started doing very thorough internal investigations quietly and making changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not again, not because because if they could get away with overworking their staff, they do it. They would do it. Of course they would. But if they can't, legally then they're gonna have to change it and if it just so happens that their staff are happier as a result hooray i suppose is probably their approach uh so there are lots of things to bear in mind here 
it is kind of a tip of the iceberg sort of thing where it's like, oh, look at all this good stuff. But actually it goes down for several hundred feet below mm-hmm. sea level that actually yeah. there's loads of other horrible stuff that we don't know about. Fingers crossed that's not the case. Fingers crossed this is the start of something really good. But it is great to see two major developers having positive news reported about them because yeah. other companies might follow suit. Um the Bossaroo army just sort of have to stay loud and active on social media and call out this crap when they see it. But again, ultimately, unfortunately, these, especially with these bigger companies, it's all about money. It's about how much money they can make and how much money they stand to lose. If there's a bad PR or B government involvement. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. That's so it. Fing- That's my piece. Fingers crossed. Cross those fingies, everyone. Cross those fingies, bossaroos. Cross those bossaroo fingies. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, very quickly, I've heard a lot of people kick off about the fact that GTA is going woke, which is, I think, just the most absurd thing If I could ever. do a swear word right now, I'd do a swear word. Because a lot of people, uh, the argument I've heard, right, without getting into it too much, is that the thing about GTA is that everyone gets made fun of. No, they don't. It's like, that's not usually not it, true. though. They lampoon popular culture and society, but the only people who are actively being horrible are the villains. Yeah. And that's okay if they're the villains. If you're just making jokes at people's expense, then that's like, that's not really that funny. Who's going, well, hey, look, uh, just, a trans woman. I just don't... But they've got a penis. That's not funny. I just don't think it's... It's just... You don't need that to be a GTA game. No. It's been admittedly a long time since I've played GTA Five, which is obviously the most recent one. Um, but outside of people who, are, who you're actively meant to dislike, mm. I don't think there were that many examples of people like the punching down stuff Mm. that you were talking about so you know just bear that in mind that gta 6 is not doomed because it's not going to make fun of trans people grow up it's it's i'm sure it'll be a horrible game nonetheless because it's gta and that's what you go to gta for but they can do that without doing without being transphobic homophobic racist all that kind of stuff there's a lot of us out there who don't think that's funny yeah so like yeah there's that you know for us It'd be better without it. So how about shut up? And also, if you're if you're looking at that and thinking, "Oh man, well, I'm not playing GTA if it's not transphobic," then that's not great. Just imagine it, really? I'm doing a swear word at you. If that's what you think, I just I'm doing think a swear word right at you right now. GTA, the new GTA, yes. is going to be cruel, disgusting, yeah. uh, violent, yeah. uh, probably quite a lot of the phobics and the ists anyway, mm. but. As long as it's not in the form of jokes at other people's expense, and that I mean, you can do that quite. It's not hard to no. not be a not be a dick, right? Yeah. And even if that stuff is included, it'll probably be as a reflection of society, yeah. and it will be bad people doing that stuff. Yeah. So if you're worried that oh man, there's, I'm not playing GTA if it's not racist. If there's no racism, I'm not playing GTA. Well, there'll be some racism in it because it's I'm sure there will be. in America. Yeah, so well, exactly. So to do it without it, won't it? So, you know, just kind of like if you are worried about that, maybe just grow up a bit. And also, don't worry. Like, yeah. just it's it's still going to be gross. Get out of the comments section. Which is the whole section. point. It's all right. Which is the whole point. Anyway, I just wanted to not leave that unaddressed just because yeah. I've heard a lot of... I hate, oh, I hate the word so woke. Tired. It makes me so angry. I'm just so tired. Does it trigger you, Ashton? Yeah, I Are am you triggered. triggered. I'm a snowflake, and guess what? I'm triggered. What a cuck. <laughs> no, I'm a bossaroo. Bossaroo, sorry. Sorry, bossaroo. Uh, I'm a soy boy. 
apparently. That's it. Hey, I like soy boys. Good. Um, soy boys are fit. Soy boys are fit. So get flipped. I, ne- I nearly said the full word then. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, it's a very complicated situation. It is. Really glad to hear that uh, Rockstar and Naughty Dog are improving things. But yes, take that with a grain of salt a little bit. And also mm. GTA is going to be exactly the same. So just okay. stop. It's okay. They get it. Shall I tell you where you can find us on the internet? I think you should. I would also love to hear what people have to think as well. In yes, the if you below, could leave it in the comments below about the big discussion and anything else we talked about today on this podcast. Yeah. Um, if you would like to find us on the, on the internet, you can go to youtube.com, twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump to watch all of our live stream and video content when we're live on both of those channels. We're modded by Charlie Badger, Lord Broderidge and Mr. Black. And if you have a Amazon Prime subscription, you can use your free Twitch sub on us mm. And we benefit, and you benefit, and I guess he doesn't benefit. Jeffrey Bezos. Well, uh, Jeffrey's just sort of he paying probably money does. into he his own care. company. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Uh, it all goes to him anyway. Um, if you want to go to our Twitter or Facebook page, why not go to twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Video, video and live stream announcements and for legacy video content on Facebook and maybe eventually some live streams again. Now we're allowed to do them again. Yes. Thank you, Aiden from Cultaholic. Um, and thank you to community <laughs> manager Fraser for looking after the channels for yes, us. Thank you, Fraser. If you want to watch our TikToks, we've not done a no- one in a while. We've all been very busy recently. Mm. Go to tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump to follow us on TikTok. If you want to be a patron, why not go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump? There's all kinds of fun new content that we'll tell you about in just a second. And if you want to go to our website, it's tripleju.mup. That's tripleju.mp. It spells jump. It's very clever. <laughs> if you want to join our Discord, <laughs> why not go to tripleju.mup forward slash Discord and chat with our wonderful community. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Holloways. And I'll tell you to do something, but they will do it. Kat did a good impression of me last week, I saw. Yeah. Doing that, that's very good. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, uh, maybe you're stuck on the side of the A1 because your car broke down. Why not go to triplejet.map forward slash podcast? But exit the vehicle on that. the opposite yeah. side Try to the side to that's next to the road. In Don't stand on anthills, but do stand on the other side of the barrier and yeah. do wear your high visibility. Yeah. Make sure you're safe before you listen to the podcast yes, after breaking course. down on the A1 and going home. Uh, yeah. Um, and if you want to watch any of the live streams that you may miss during the week, you can catch up on the VODs at triplejet.map forward slash VODs. If you want to order a cameo, maybe you've got a birthday coming up, a wedding. Maybe your your son's being christened and you want us to send you a message. Why don't you go to triplejet.map forward slash cameo. Yeah. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, the barber shop is the barber t-shirt is no longer available, but you can buy this lovely... No, you can't, actually. You can't? No, we don't sell the Sports Time shirts anymore. Oh. Because they were so... They genuinely... We sold so many of them that we decided to just, we ran out. Actually, we ran out. We need to order more, but they're not available on the shop. You can buy a sports time track jacket and scarf though. Yes, you can do that. So there is merch available on the store. It's triplejumpshop.com if you want to buy some single merch. And why not follow at triplejumpshop on Twitter to find out when the latest merch is announced. Absolutely. Why not follow Ashton and Peter on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. On YouTube, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday being solo streams on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everybody else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows 
once every other no why does it say that why am i we need to change we that we need to change that we i really think about that like every that. week and then it gets because this is such an Wednesday old night. little chunk of the podcast running order now that yeah it's like it's I'll just not it. relevant we got we do shows all the time we do all the time just come check it out all the bloody time uh, all the bloody time uh why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms leave a review and say i'm the number one bossaroo yeah bossaroo sound off we want to hear from you. sound off this week on the channel Worst Games Ever is out already for patrons and tomorrow for everybody else mm -hmm. on the YouTubes. Uh, also out this week for patrons of the same $5 tier is Weirdest Games Ever. So patrons get a double whammy this week. Double whammy? Weirdest Games will be released for everybody else next week. So if you're yeah. a patron at the $5 tier, you get Worst Games Ever two days before everyone else and Weirdest Games Ever a week a before everyone week. else. Uh, so, you know, maybe Aren't consider that. And of course, After Dark, our bonus Patreon exclusive podcast where we swear and talk about all sorts of stuff and answer your silly questions uh, is releasing on Monday. A new episode is out on Monday. So again, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. You support us there. There's all sorts of cool stuff. Maybe come check it out. <laughs> Ashton, there's just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor once yes, again, of please. The new Pokemon that's coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet next to Fido It's of course... Quas ant. Quas. Quas. Quas ant. Quas ant. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, my hands just. Thank you so much for watching slash listening, everybody. You look after yourselves and be kind to yourselves, and we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.